Welcome, welcome, welcome to Are You Determined, Determined to, to grow? grow? This is your host, Prophetess Denise Kelly, and your co-host. Uh, Reverend Andro Kelly. <laughs> We're waiting on a few more people. We did start just about a minute or two early just to make sure that everything went well tonight. We have another great topic, um, and I will reveal that topic once everybody else comes on. We are coming from 1 Samuel 13, one, verses 1 through 7, if that you want to get there. 1 Samuel 13, 1 through 7. Samuel. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. About to get this puppy started. Just waiting on a few people. What? I got her. Hey, where you at? San Diego. How's the weather? <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's in the seventies every day. It's good. Beautiful. You ready to sing today? I guess so. My hubby ain't. I guess so. I don't know if he had a song anyway, but I, I've got something for us to start with. Okay, I'm ready. Ready? Boom. Go for it. Okay. The splendor of a king Clothed in majesty let all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Another verse. 
age to age he stands and time is in his hands beginning in the end beginning in the end the godhead three in one father spirit son the lion and the lamb the lion and the lamb how great is our God. God. Sing with me. How, How great is our God. God. Sing with me. How great. Yeah. How great. How great. How great. Is our God. How great. Thank you, Lord. How great is our God. God. Sing with us. How great. How great, how great is our God. Amen. Oh, oh, thank Amen. you, Lord. Amen. How great Amen. is our God. Thank okay. you, Lord. Okay. Thank you, Lord. How great. Oh, <laughs> how great. I was just yeah, me and my spirit. How great. Do you have any father? I just want to thank you for bringing us together once again. Lord, I pray that you will direct our speaker. I pray that you will speak through her, through us as we do this Bible study tonight. Lord, I pray that we grow in every need in every way that you see that we need to. Lord, I pray that you continue to put the blood of Jesus on my family, our families, and everybody that's connected to us. In your mighty name, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Today, we are still in 1 Samuel. We are on the 13th chapter of 1 Samuel, and we're gonna read the first seven verses. So that's just a couple of verses apiece. 1 Samuel 13, starting with verse 1 through 7. And the title of the lesson today is Doing It Afraid. Hmm. Doing It Afraid. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to have Minister Kelly, the songbird, to uh, start us out with the first three <laughs> verses. And then Shanana and then Vanessa can close us out with the last two. Okay. Tell me the verses again, Denise. I'm sorry. Uh, first Samuel, Samuel 13, and we're going to be reading 1 through 7. 13. Okay. Saul reigned one year, and when he had reigned two years over Israel, Saul chose him 3,000 men of Israel, whereof 2,000 were with Saul in Michmash and Mount Bethel. And a thousand were with Jonathan and Gibeah of Benjamin. And the rest of the people he sent every man to his tent. And Jonathan smote the garrison of the Philistines that was in Geba. And the Philistines heard of it. And Saul blew the trumpet throughout all the land saying, let the Hebrews hear. 
So all Israel heard the news. Saul has attacked the Philistine outpost, and now Israel was, has become obnoxious to the Philistines, and the people were summoned to join Saul at Gilead. The Philippines assembled to fight Israel with 3,000 chariots, 6,000 charioteers, and soldiers as numerous as the sand on the seashore. They went up and camped at Michmash, east of Beth Avon. I think I'm going to stop right there. Yeah, Vanessa, read the last two. Okay. This is the NIV version of when the Israelites saw that their situation was critical and that their army was hard pressed, they hid in caves and thickets among the rocks and in pits and cisterns. Some Hebrews even crossed the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. Saul remained at Gilgal and all the troops with him were quaking with fear. Mm. Tyler, the lesson, doing it, afraid. Doing it, afraid. We see here that uh, Saul is getting ready for battle. We see that Saul has, is, is a king that has only been reigning for a year or two. And so in the first year, uh, this is the way that I, I saw. I said that he is in new leadership. So in the first year, he's pretty much doing what? Gathering intelligence. He's gathering hmm. intelligence. He's planning, putting directions in place, identifying needs, uh, checking guidance uh, <laughs> through his prior experience, uh, biblical references. He's, he's collecting information and collecting people, processing things, analyzing and disseminating information. And so in his sec second year, after he's gathered everything together, this is when he implements his plan, what he decided to do, gathering the people together to uh, and battle array. So he has 3,000 sons and he has 3,000. And the number three reminded me of the son, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. And then, so out of the 3,000, only 2,000 were with Saul, and the 1,000 were with Jonathan. This number is significant because it tells, it to me, it, it reminds me of who was more confident in what God was going to do in the battle? That's the person that had the least amount of people with them. Isn't that interesting? Who relied on God the most? And then he sent the rest of them home. I don't know why he did that. I don't know if it's, he had became too cocky and thought he just didn't need that many people or if they, he could see that they had didn't have the courage to do it. And so he sent them on home. We have to analyze the people around us when we are in battle with the enemy. And the reason why I say that is because you can have somebody that's in your foxhole, we call it in the military. You can have somebody that's in your foxhole and they can end up killing you, shooting you because they're uh -huh. so afraid. So you have to be careful when you go into battle to see who's around you. And that, you know, just because we're going into battle and it seems like we have all courage with Christ on our side, but guess what? Sometimes we just have to do it afraid. Sometimes we don't know which way we're gonna go. We don't know the F 
answers the way God is getting ready to move. But we know our God. Sometimes we just have to do it afraid. Amen. And in the process Amen. of doing it, you also have, when you're looking at these people that are around you, you check their moral compass. What do I mean by that? You check their moral compass. Are they on the same page as me? Are we looking at the same God? Because you can have people in your uh, circle that you might not realize they don't know God and they don't love God like you. And that that's okay. It's okay. As long as they're serving God. Everybody's on a different level. Amen? Amen. But you Amen. have some people don't even believe in God and don't even serve God. But they go to church. Ain't that interesting? Amen. Catch the moral compass of the people who are around you. Amen? Amen. And then I see that in verse 3, uh, he begins to attack. Jonathan begins to attack. He he does this. And, and I, I looked up the, the word garrison. It is, uh, and I also asked my husband, it is a military installation. It has, it has, it's a troop uh, uh, unit, a troop station for, that is a fortress or a town that is being defended. And it provides a place for the troops. Um, so, <clears throat> so when he attacked the Philistines, he pretty much attacked their source of strength and the ability to retaliate. This is a, is, a, is a morale booster. If you can attack the enemy in a place and you, you can hinder him or injure him in a, in a certain way, that actually gives you more confidence to be able to continue on with the battle. Amen? Amen. So before we go any further, talking about doing it afraid, we only have a few more verses. I got a couple of questions. So my first question is, when, when you received your calling, did you take time out? That's a yes or no question. Really, I want more conversation. So let me reword it. What was your first step when you realized what God called you to do? Mm. We're gonna start with uh, Vanessa. Uh, of course, of course. Um, uh, do you need time to think, Shanetta? You got yours? What, a, Vanessa? What'd oh, you say? go ahead, go ahead, uh, Shanetta. Oh, well, I was just gonna say that really, when he called me, um, I, I had plenty of gifts. So really just to come, you know, like I could see things, I can feel things. And that's the reason why I had to put two people away from here yesterday. Fear <clears throat> is often mistaken for um, inferiority because, I mean, you really don't know what you're dealing with. So therefore, you, you trust in God that these people mean you good. But why would you pop up now? I haven't seen you in five and a half months. Let's make it six years. So it's something about the demonic spirits that is attached to certain people, even though they say they're going to church every Sunday, but your spirit um, is irritating me. And therefore, I'm knowing that you're carrying more demons than you know, because like you said, everybody's on a different level. So when God called me, I was 17, went up to the altar and got baptized and saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. But I didn't go out on my gifts, but didn't know at the time that God was preparing me at that age. But I really didn't 
get announced to my real gifts until I really start putting my faith and my trust into him along when I was like 40, 35. So my point is, is that I really cannot answer that. <laughs> I mean, I know I done jumped a few, <laughs> jumped around a bit. Go ahead, Vanessa. <laughs> Ask the question again, Denise. <laughs> okay, so the question was, when you received your calling from the Lord, what was the first thing you did? When you say calling, do you mean when uh, you dedicated your life to him? Do you mean like uh, where God is leading you to things he's leading you to do? That kind of stuff? Yes, the thing where God is leading you to do. Yes, your calling, your first initial calling, obviously, is salvation. So, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking okay. about what God has called you to do in the kingdom. What was the first thing you did? Man. I, the first thing I did said, <laughs> Lord, are you sure that's what you want me? To okay. Do? Hey, Am there's I nothing the one, wrong with that. Am I the one for that for that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's the first thing I did or said, but um even after that, even with the question and stuff, I was obedient. I did what I was asked to do. So but yeah, Amen. that was the first question. Not sure if you're picking the right person to do this. Hey, okay, go. okay. Minister Kelly. Um, first of all, I would like to say uh hopefully I I, I I would like to think that I embraced it, but I didn't. <laughs> um but you try to find a reason to rationalize. I try to find a reason to rationalize with God <laughs> to convince him different, but his mind remained the same. Um so a, a lot of times your gifts and your callings are things that you're already doing. There are things that your heart is already gravitating towards. Uh, God gives you that seal of approval on your gifts and callings by uh, sometimes he confirms that through, through, through uh, the minister, through a child, or through a stranger. Uh, uh, some people struggle with that, what they're called to do. But uh, things that you're doing, things that your heart God is already placing your heart. See, he already knew what he created us for before he even brought us into the world. Uh, he had already had a purpose for us. He had already predestined our journey before we even came. So we just trying to find out what it is and the best way to do it. And even if you say you don't want to do it uh, or you say you're in denial about it, uh, you still find yourself somehow gravitating towards that gift and calling because why? That was the purpose that God gave you in life. Amen. 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 So, what was your call? <laughs> so, when my when I was my very first call, when he called me the very first time, he began to show me visions of things to come, and they did come to pass. And so, um, he showed me prophecies, and they came to pass. So, I I was um, I prayed. And then I ran <laughs> Me too. because I didn't know. I, you know how sometimes you think God show you stuff and it's within your power to do. Yeah. So I was young and I was like, God, I can't do that. I, I, why are you, first of all, why are you showing this to me? And why do you want me to tell the family? I didn't get it. I was like, you know, I, 
I thought I had an idea that I wanted to be in the forefront, but really I didn't at that point. I just was thinking that. And then when God began to show me these visions or he showed me uh, like one of the things that God prophesied to me, I'm just going to uh, try to make it short so I want to make sure I get Benoit in on this question. Um, the, one, the one thing he showed me was my aunt, or well, the very first thing he showed me was my cousin uh, was going to be in trouble. And God showed it to us, showed it to me, and I let the family know. And of course, being young, you know how sometimes when you're young, they just think they don't listen to you because you, how can you be so spiritual as a child? Well, more children are more spiritual, mostly because they're more open to hearing what God is saying. And uh, he also uh, gave me uh, the vision of my aunt having three children. Um, and in a prayer prayer meeting, we were that was given to them, and it actually came to pass. But in the beginning, I was afraid, and I, I'm gonna be honest, I ran doing it afraid. That's the point of this whole lesson: doing it afraid, because you know you're not gonna get it right all the time. But let me uh, give the question to Brother Manoy um, so that he, if he can. Uh, the question was, we're talking about doing it afraid. And the question had to do with your calling. What was the first thing you did when you realized or God showed you your calling? And he might not be able to, to answer. What was the first thing I did when God showed me what my calling was? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I... I mean, uh, one of the first things was for me was, uh, I mean, because I didn't find out what my calling was until later on in life. I didn't even know uh, that, you know, I was uh, more uh, what you would call, what I call, uh, I don't even know what to call it, actually, when you are, you go through the same thing that all the churches go through. You take the natural, what you would think the natural steps of order would be. And, you know, the only thing I knew that you would be called to do is somebody to be called to be a pastor. Now, don't get me wrong. I have had people say that to me when I was a kid, but who knows what that means? You know, uh, you say that to him. I think almost every kid gets that. Get, they have someone tell them something like that. So, um uh, but when, he, when I finally sat out and, you know, hey, realize that, hey, there is a calling. You need to find out what your calling is. And that's what I set out to do. And when the Lord told me what it was or revealed it to me, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. That was, that was, that was my initial because uh, it wasn't something that I desired for myself. That makes sense. Yes. So uh, that was a reluctance in that aspect, and I just had to, uh, at some point, just, you know, hey, this is what you're called to do, and the reason you're called to do it, because uh, a lot of times it's, uh, we have to have God's help in order for us to do it. We can't do these things on our own. So, um, you know, and some, of, some of us are typically in an uncomfortable position, but my condition was, I don't think I want to do that. 
<laughs> so that was my initial. And that was one of the first things I did. Are you sure that's what you want me to do? You know, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's what I need to be doing type of deal, you know. Amen, amen. You are right in line. Uh, there's several people said that. So uh, you right in line with, 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 um, right in line with everybody else. And th- like I said, the topic is doing it afraid. And we're talking about first Samuel 13, uh, the first, we're just doing the first seven verses. And, uh, we noticed that, you know, in battle, they were afraid. They were like trembling, but they still did it. They still followed their leader, still moved in a, attack mode and following their leader. Um, so the next question or the next uh, thing that God shared with me is, is that we need to, when we're moving in the purposes of God, do we want to be the victim or we want to be the victor? Do we want to be the victim? Y'all else. Victor, shoot. What are you talking about? Sometimes I end up being the victim. Like I be trying to tell somebody, you know, God said not to do that. And the first thing they wondering was, what? When did God tell you that? Well, the Holy Spirit is within me. So if I get a gut feeling, you know, I'm knowing that it's either correct or not. And so a lot of times people turn out to get upset with me and I end up being the victim. But when the, in the end, I end up getting the victory and be because it's what the Lord told me to say. Like um, I had a person to tell me that one of her children owe her $4,000. And I told her, I don't have nothing to do with me. I gave you four thousand, three thousand, fifteen hundred. Never came back. Didn't ask you for a dime. You ain't never loaned me no four thousand. So whatever you got going on with your other children, Mama, we're gonna pray. I mean, oh, we're gonna pray about this. You know, I didn't have it not to just give away like that. So you know, sometimes you end up being a victim because you don't want to be the one that you getting the anger taken out of. But I'll take that. It took three, four days, but she started calling back. So the Lord is working. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes Amen. you got to speak up. Amen. Brother Benoit? I mean, we all want to be <clears throat> live, the, live the victory life and be the victor. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a desire that we all want, but, you know, uh, there's another aspect that we all subject ourselves to or have been subjected to for through the course of our life before we became, uh, before we were changed. And so there's a lot of things that still old mentalities, <clears throat> uh, the things that we say, the things, we, I mean, those things still, some of those things still remain, which cause mm-hmm. us to be, uh, or play, the victim, kind of like uh, who was that? Jonah. Jonah. <laughs> you know, he could have took part in what the, he took part of what the Lord did, and that you know he could have uh, glory or be happy in the things that the Lord did, but he wanted to play the victim. He yeah. was messed up about because he didn't like the people. You know, he was caught up in the physical aspect of it. So, you know. Amen. 
Amen. That'll preach right there. That'll yeah. preach. What's your focus on? But anyway, we gonna, we're not going to go there. We're doing it afraid. <laughs> we're doing it afraid. <laughs> right. Mr. Kelly. Hmm? Victor, victory. Victor, victim. Victor. Victor. You want to expound? Mm -hmm. uh, as long as you allow the Lord to lead and guide you, uh, there's no reason why you should be a victim. I mean, I don't, I, I haven't read nowhere in the Bible where he was victimized, but God was victimized. I've always, I've read a lot of stories where he was the victor. So uh, we, if we've been victimized, then we ought to ask ourselves who, who's actually leading us? Uh, because it's not, it's not biblical. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We all definitely have been in situations in our lives where we were doing it afraid, but we know it had to be done. We know that we had to accomplish whatever goal it was that God was set out, set out for us to do. And we see this in, in, in Saul and we see this uh, in Jonathan and they were doing it afraid. And, and, you know, the big difference between the battle is, one had 3,000, the other one had 36. That wasn't counting the, uh, counting the foot soldiers. So it's not in the numbers. The numbers don't matter. When God sends you in the battle, he sent uh, Gideon in with like 600, if I'm not mistaken, six or 300. I can't remember exactly, but he sent them in the battle with three, six or 300. So God is not concerned about numbers. And we see that sometimes there's a breakdown in the church because we as a body of believers in general, look at numbers because that's the way we were taught. That's the way we were raised. But God said that the whole host of heaven rejoices over one soul saved. It's not in the numbers. It's not about any of that. It's about doing God's will. And when you do God's will, whether you're doing it afraid or you're just doing it, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. We just have to be in God's will. Okay, so I'm going to open it up for any comments. Any comments? That's pretty much like the lesson. Do it. Go ahead. I would like to say sometimes less is more. What I found out with my God is that um, oftentimes with my income, he will take my 861, and that's of this year. Last year was 791, and he will take that as I pray of it. Give me wisdom, multiply it, and I'm able to pay my dollars $1,400 bills and didn't have to do anything wrong to do it. And so what I'm learning is that as I grow in God, he, that's where it comes in where he said, leans not on your own understanding. Um, he said, if you allow me, I will show you how to do little as much i mean much with little <laughs> so what i'm learning is that the more i trust him the more he's end up showing out on all my haters all the naysayers and everybody that doubted me well you can always doubt me because i'm in the flesh but we're not even wrestling with flesh and blood we're right now we're we're really wrestling with spiritual and principalities so you got to be prayed up because you don't know what's coming next. Yeah. 
which we don't post to know. I mean, you know, I can have dreams and see things, but a lot of times it scares me. Like you were saying, fear. And I'd be like, God, I can't do this. He like, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You know what I told you. And everywhere that I promise you, it will not come back void. Amen. Amen. Somebody else Anybody other, uh, any other comments? Um, I think um, the message, even the title lined up with uh, today, um, you know, mostly I know that I'm in um, San Diego at a, for a conference for work. And today was the day that I was supposed to do presentation. I mean, I did do presentation. And so, I mean, I think the rest of the time up until this point, I was the nerves weren't necessarily there, but obviously when I got there, it was there. But um, talking to the Lord and basically like, Lord, I just, I'm gonna do this Lord. So however it's done, I'm gonna trust, trust you in this. Cause I know my, I, I did a little practice run with Tabitha this morning and she's like, Mom, you say, um, too many times. You know we do presentations. <laughs> She's not supposed to say, um, um. She said every other word, you um, um. I said, I can't change that right now. This is who I am. I don't have time to, I'll be focused on that instead of trying to give the presentation. So, but, and it did go well. And I thank God for that. Um, But yeah, I'm ready to come home. There you go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. Okay, Vinoy. Is <laughs> he ready to come home? Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, y'all wait. Y'all waiting on me to say something? Any, any, yeah. Any any other comments oh. before we pray oh. out? Oh no. I mean, I mean, it's all been said. You know, uh, fair. You know, I've said this, I mean, Vanessa's heard me say this many times. Uh, faith and fear, though, cannot, cannot exist in the same airspace. So uh, the more you dispel fear, the more you're walking in faith. And the more that you're walking in fear, the more you're, the less you're walking in faith. So uh, that's just a tool of the enemy. You know, he's told if you just look at his words, look at his word, I mean, count the times he says fear not. You know, and there's a reason for it. It's not just because he just wants to say something, you know. Uh, it's a very serious matter, you know. But, uh, yeah, great lesson. Amen. Well, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Say my verse. <laughs> What'd you say? You say in my verse. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, the one. that's what I say all the time, big head. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What's uh, but uh. he's given us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. So um, if we're operating in the spirit of fear, it's because it's something that we're trying to do. Uh, we are in control of. We're, we're relying on ourselves. But if we're walking in this in, in, in the spirit of, of being a victor uh, of love and power, then that's what God. That's where God comes in, and not we ourselves. 
Uh, yeah, we should be afraid uh, if we just go out there and, and seek to do things on our own. We should be afraid. But, but if God tells us uh, or he gives us a commandment, and he gives us his, his peace that goes along with it, then there's no reason to be afraid because it, the, the duty doesn't rely on us. It, it, it relies on the God that we serve. So in other words, anything that uh, he appoints, he anoints. That's right. And, and, and if he has anointed it, then um, there's no there's no reason to be afraid. I know that human aspect of coming there, the enemy of coming there and get us to try to doubt, question ourselves, second guess ourselves. But we have to keep uh, we got to keep quoting the scriptures. Uh, we got to keep relying on what God told us to do. And 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 and, and in that matters, uh, the outcome relies it, it, it relies on God. It doesn't rely on ourselves. So when it don't rely on ourselves. Uh, I mean, oftentimes while I'm over there building it, uh, working on that house, I don't know how that stuff going to turn out a lot of time. But I try, I, 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 I oftentimes I heard a carpenter, the carpenter's son, uh, he gives me direction and he yeah. shows me what to do and he leads and guides me. He shows me, uh, why don't you try this? Uh, uh, give this here a go. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be amazed a lot of times, to be honest with you, I'll be amazed how it turned out myself. But I, that lets me know that uh, that it's not me, but it's the God that I serve. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Okay. And amen. Uh, we're going to take a moment to give you time to put uh, the prayer request in the chat. And then we're going to have Minister Kelly pray us out. Any prayer requests in the chat? Or you can put them, uh, send them to the group chat that we have in case you or in a place where you can't really type it in. So, well, Joe, if you don't mind, I would like to uh, ask you when you pray us out to pray for uh, Tank Brother. Um, they still haven't had the money to bury him with, which is kind of weird because Aunt Jean is dead. Uh, the one was his grandmother that would have kept the burial on him the whole time he was in prison for them 14 and a half years since he was 14. And so anyway, he went even my quite a year and some, and um, they done killed him. And so that's been since July the 1st, and now he's in the freezer. Um, now, I don't know how long, but last report I had was that they haven't came up with the money, and I don't have it. Yes, sir. If you don't mind, you know, praying for that, for them families and their financials. Okay, we'll, we'll pray for them, and we also pray for uh, Cousin Theo's son who got killed, um, who, who was killed the other day as well. Trying to help his sister on the side of the road. I'm sorry. Sure yeah. need. Yeah, so you know, because uh, right now they need strength, you know, people going through stuff and what the Holy Spirit been showing me here lately is that it's gonna be more deaths than that. So, you know, people not understanding how much we need to get closer to God, and we must, we must follow his rules and how he wants it, not like how we want it. And you're right, we're not walking, we gotta stay anointed. When he appoints us, he anoints us for that. But anyway, I'm sorry, because we ain't gotten home. Oh, yeah, look. I'm sorry. Anybody else? Amen. Uh, put your Vanessa. I see your yours in the chat. Um. Okay. Um. Oh. My head, <laughs> I forgot earlier to pray on it. All right, we got about two minutes. I'm gonna have uh, Minister Kelly to pray us out. Oh, gracious, dear Father, Lord, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for this blessed day. 
Lord, thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. And God, thank you, Lord, for all the things that you continue to do for us, God. Lord, spend a special prayer, Lord, for each and everybody that's present here today, asking God that you touch them, that you touch their families, and that, Lord, your will be, your will be accomplished. We thank you and we praise you for it. And, Lord, we also lift up um, uh, Booby and his family, Lord, that, uh, the young man that was killed. Uh, Lord, we, we pray, Father God, Lord, that you intervene on their behalf. And, Lord, that you show someone, Lord, the way. And, Lord, uh, we pray that the family grow, draw closer to you through this experience and uh, not farther from you. And we also pray for Cousin Theo, uh, his strength, Lord, during the uh, burial of his son. We ask God that you, uh, you give him the strength uh, to, to go through it and the family. God, we just give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. And thank you, Lord, for touching our teacher, Lord, to give us this word today. And all these things we pray in your blessed son name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So remember doing it afraid. It's okay. So are you determined to grow? grow. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. And we will see you guys on Sunday. Also, what a quick reminder. I might not get through it, but you guys are up in August. So I'll put the line up in the chat. Love you guys. How great is our God. Bye. How great is our God. Let me see how great is our God. Have a blessed week, y'all. God bless you. Yes. <laughs>